This week on ID.com's Media Chat, we're talking about Pepsi's decision to do away with marketing procurement. We're talking about a really busy summer of media pitches, and we're going to look at the ANA's decision to appoint an investigative firm to look into media rebates in the US. That's right. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack. It's a weekly series looking at some of the big trends and issues in the global media industry. Each week we'll give you tasty bite-size information about the things that you need to know in the global media marketplace. We'll look at some of the big trends, share some kind of the gossip and word on the street and help you understand what might be the big issues facing marketers and procurement in media around the world. We'll do this in a really concise way, uh, in just enough time that it takes to eat the sandwich. Enjoy. So this week we're looking at three things, right? We're looking at Pepsi's decision to take marketing procurement um, away from their marketing teams. We're going to just talk about what a crazy year it's been in terms of media pitches. And finally, we wanted to mention the ANA uh, investigation into media rebates in the US. So all coming up on today's ID.com's Media Snack. Okay, so first let's talk about news uh, from this week that Pepsi have announced that they're going to get rid of marketing procurement as a support from uh, from their marketers. Really interesting. This has been a lot of debate. David, you were... You spend a lot of time at Coke, right? right. Very different business, but um, why? Why do you think they might have done this? Um, well, I, I think it's a it's a remarkably interesting story. Um, PepsiCo have announced that they're going to abolish marketing procurement. Yep. They are going to make decision making for procurement part of their marketing center of excellence. Yep. Okay, the idea that uh, this is going to generate efficiency and effectiveness. I think what they probably try to do is they're trying to empower their marketing team, their marketing stakeholders, to make uh, smarter, swifter decisions by evaluating cost and quality. Mm. Okay, um, And uh, the fact that they've completely abolished their, uh, their marketing procurement department uh, maybe somewhat of a radical move, mm. uh, but they have certainly gone all in with this decision. Yeah. And do you think that they'll lose, you know, traditionally procurement have delivered a lot of the diligence and yeah. discipline in helping manage, manage agencies, put in performance measurement and hold agencies to account. Are they going to, do you think there's a risk that Pepsi might lose I think I think it is. I mean, I, you you could argue that they believe that procurement have done their job. Mm. You know, they have generated the level of of cost savings, value improvements that they wanted to. They have established protocols and processes that uh, are you know best in market. Yeah. Uh, they've essentially done themselves out of the job. Yeah. Uh, a, they they've been too successful. Yeah. That responsibility now is is under the remit of marketeers. And that's okay. a big ask, isn't it? That's a huge to keep that control. It's a huge ask, absolutely. And is the 
big question that everyone is asking is, is this a trend? Is this something that we're going to see? Well, I, I don't. I think, I think that it sends out an enormous message to the market that, that media within or marketing within PepsiCo yeah. is considered an investment, a yeah. lever for business growth. It is yeah. no longer perhaps a cost to be managed down. Is this a trend going forward? I'm not entirely sure. If anything, know. with uh, the clients and the, the, the companies that we speak to, good procurement is in the ascendancy. Yeah. Uh, the challenge for marketing organizations is to make sure that procurement is firmly embedded within those marketing teams and that they work collaboratively. Yeah. Good. Well, I mean, we don't know if it's a trend until we see the next one. So we'll keep an eye on this. I think it's something that uh, is going to be an, an interesting discussion. It's certainly raised uh, a lot of... Uh, in, input and commentary from a lot of the procurement leaders that we that we follow around the world. So uh, we will revisit this one. Very interesting. We'll provide some links to some uh, interesting resources and where that debate is happening online. So uh, click the link above and we'll leave some information in the description below. So if you want to follow the story further, uh, you can do. Okay. Next up. Media Pitch Palooza, Review Mageddon, I think it's been called, lots of other different names. But you may have heard about this, the unprecedented level of media agency pitches that have been going on this year. Um, we've seen loads of really big brands pitch, uh, about $30 billion, we estimate, from the tracking that we do, we've seen uh, be put up for competitive review this year. It is unprecedented, that scale. What do you, what do you think driven that first off? Yeah, I mean, we've never seen anything like it. Um, 30 billion in play all in one year, yeah. double the total billings that were up for review in 2014. All of the big players, uh, Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, L'Oreal, Johnson & Johnson, GSK, in every possible uh, sector, automotive, cosmetics, mm. uh, beverages, FMCG, they were all in play within 2015. And a lot of them category leaders as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and so what was, what was the catalyst for it? I, I don't think there is any one reason. I think it's probably a combination of a number. Um, I think that uh, I think a lot of it is cyclical. Uh, yeah. A lot of brands, clients were looking uh, towards the back end of, of, of their contractual obligations and tenure with their agencies, looking to renew those contracts. Um, I also think that uh, you know, in, certainly in the conversations that we've been having with clients, uh, technology has played an important part in mm. in re-looking at their relationships with their media agencies, understanding how data and analytics yeah. can uh, improve media value uh, and which is delivery. Changing, I think, the role of the media agency a lot. Yeah. So I think that's been a component, certainly some of the ones that we've seen, where actually the requirements that businesses have of a media agency are being redefined. Absolutely. Kind of interesting. And, and the, the agencies have been embracing that yeah. as a challenge. Um, I also think that, you know, perhaps the transparency discussions in the, in, in the US, yeah. um, you know, driven by the ANA, have had uh, some influence. And, and maybe it's, you know, as simple as not wanting to miss out, the fear of missing out. You yeah. know, when one big player in a category goes, uh, perhaps they're you know, competitive set also yeah. feel that there is an opportunity for them. And uh, we, and we see that sense. quite a lot, don't we, where, 
you know, category leader will, will take their business out to media pitch and then perhaps in the following year you'll find second, third, fourth brands in that category often race into the market. Yeah. And so, you know, we're coming to the close of 2015. Majority of these pitches have been resolved uh, now. Most of them, I think, from our analysis show um, some significant changes that have been happening. But then looking ahead to 2016, what, I mean, is this going to continue this level of intensity? I think, I don't think, I don't think it can possibly um, continue in the same way that it did in 2015. I don't think that there is certainly the appetite uh, or the, the market billings for it to continue in the same way. Um, I think probably if there is a, a, a consequence of what we've seen in 2015 is that a lot of the big agencies may have been overly distracted by uh, their work on on the large pitches and some of the the companies and brands that work within their agency portfolios may be looking to uh, re-engage and recalibrate their relationships with their agencies in 2016. Yeah, but there'll still be there'll still be a lot of follow on these follow on pitches, but perhaps at a slightly smaller scale. Um, but I think the one thing that's definitely happened, as you said, is that. The scope of a media agency has been really kind of stretched out now. Um, you know, big brands using that, using their scale and their influence to redefine the role of a media agency and also to take, I think, a lot more control Absolutely. and proactive control of their media billings. Um, you know, seeing agencies less as a, as a kind of supplier and more as a strategic partner um, as they focus on growing their business. So it's really interesting, something that, again, will we'll follow... Uh, closely as we go into the new year, just to see you know what trends we can see uh, in that pitch market. So finally, for this episode of Media Snack, we wanted to touch on a really interesting initiative which has been launched by the Association of National Advertisers, the ANA, which is the largest representative. Uh, marketing trade body in the US. They represent about $250 billion worth of media investment. Um, so they launched an initiative this year to uh, identify partners to report on uh, the kind of financial management and perhaps the rebate practice if it exists in the US. So, so what's going on? So, I mean, this is a story that, that has captivated uh, the, the, the interest of the global media industry. Mm. Um, so the ANA have appointed uh, an investigative uh, company called K2. They specialize in corporate fraud. Um, and they have partnered K2 with two very well-known uh, and, and highly credible uh, media uh, specialist companies called Ubiquity and Firm Decisions. Mm. And the three of them uh, will conduct this investigation into, uh, into commercial practices by the media agencies in the US. And they're trying to get visibility, I think, from <clears throat> what we understand from the brief of the financial relationship that might exist between a media agency and a media vendor. That's right, because for, for years, forever, uh, the, the, the media agencies have been absolutely definitive in their statement that the US was a non-rebate market. Yeah. Uh, and then there was uh, a, a, a conference. Uh, we, did you attend that conference? Not to the, well, so how this all kind of came about, it's become very live right now because in March 2015, um, at one of the ANA conferences, uh, an ex-CEO of one of the media agencies uh, stood up and showed 
what he suggested was documentary proof of a kind of secret commercial relationship that was going on between an agency and a media vendor. Um, and then the implication of that would be that that in some way may you know, incentivize certain agency recommendations or certain agency behaviors, which may not be necessarily to That's the right. advantage of the client, the concerned client. So that was really the, the catalyst for the discussion. I didn't attend that conference in March, but then in April, um, I was in Phoenix in the US for another ANA conference, which is called the uh, Financial Management Conference, which is really their big procurement, marketing procurement conference. And that's really where this topic caught fire. Yeah. So for what was really a marketing procurement conference, suddenly media transparency was the, really the, the whole agenda. Um, and on the back of that, I think, and with the interest of the ANA members, it's really prompted the ANA to, to then launch this formal inquiry. And what, they, what they've acknowledged is this is not something they're going to do themselves. right? Yeah. So they're, they're going to use the, these, um, these third-party companies just to try and get a better understanding of actually what's going on and then perhaps to make some recommendations. Um, do, you you know, think, do you think that um, the agencies will comply and cooperate? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, the ANA have, have uh, created a task force to go and conduct this investigation, yeah. um, but there is no obligation of, on behalf of the agencies to collaborate. Yeah, and that's, and that's really the... That's the crux of this. There, I mean, there was no mandate. K2 have no mandate to go and uncover these things, which agencies may rightly say are, um, you know, private and confidential contractual relationships by client or by vendor. Um, and so K2 don't automatically have access to that information. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, how the agencies respond. The one thing we do know is that if there's complete... Uh, you know, stonewalling from the agencies uh, to K2, and then therefore then unable to, to report on anything. Um, I suppose that in itself sends a very clear message back to marketers that perhaps they don't have the control over their media yeah. dollars that they might need. Yeah. Um, and it was it, it's interesting because uh, uh, John Billet, who's chairman of our company ID Comms, um, and a very well known uh, voice within the global media industry recently uh, make, delivered a speech to uh, an organisation here in London called the, the Worshipful Company of Marketers. Um, and in that, that was exactly his rallying cry, right. was that you know, his mar marketers have, uh, over time perhaps, given over too much control of their vast media spending <clears throat> to, their, to their agencies and really don't have enough visibility. So, I mean, and that's... That's gone crazy. That speech has gone all around the world. Um, it's driven a lot of commentary, a lot of interest, and a lot of debate as well. We'll provide links to it. We've got a full transcript um, that you can download if you want to from our uh, website. And I think, Nadia, we're going to soon have a video as well of John presenting the speech uh, in his very unique style, which is very entertaining. That's right. um, so look out for that. So follow the links. Okay, that's it for our first IDCOM's Media Snack. Um, thank you very much for watching. If you have enjoyed the episode, please give us a thumbs up. Um, we really welcome any comments that you leave us because we want to hear your views and your questions and we'll look to respond to those in future episodes. Um, so we will read all comments. Please do let us know what you think. Uh, to be updated with uh, new content, this is a weekly 
uh, episode, subscribe to the channel. And all remains to say, thank you for watching. Uh, bye for now. Have a good weekend.